Bet. All right, what's up, everybody? Episode 19 of the Engaged Podcast. I got a new mic, so hopefully y'all can hear me. Uh, but we are excited about this show. Uh, this is the second week of the new launch. Engaged stands for, help me out, Doc, educators. Networking. Come on. And, yeah, and growing. Come on, help me out, man. I, listen, the, 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 the switch happened. Educators, <laughs> networking, growing, and guiding and enrichment. There you go. But, but the main focus of our shows now is we're giving out free PD, professional development. But for those that are not educators, we're basically giving out free resources. And so we started talking about infinity spaces. We moved on to the one-minute meeting. Last week, we had Principal Kefele, who dropped knowledge on building that assist, assistant principalship, but also how school leaders can show up in the place. And so this week, though, we're talking about engaging and reconnecting parents and the school. And we got some special guests. But before we get to the guests, check in. So, fellas, how we doing? Dot Ball, how y'all doing? Man, I'm good. I feel like I need to, you know, set my mic up here now since everybody got their mic in the camera now. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm good. I see, you know, I see people, you know, on their spring break. You know, our super producer on this spring break. That must be why we didn't get our countdown today. But it's all good. Uh, I'm doing good, man. I just got back from uh, the Missouri Association of Secondary Principals Conference, the first conference I've been to in person since February of uh, 2020. So it was a good time down there at the Lake of the Ozark, chilling by the lake, getting some learning on. Got to kick it with Beth. Uh, who was the Missouri middle, middle School Principal of the Year? Um, so, and then she gave me a shout out in her acceptance speech. So I was geeked. And she was on our show. <laughs> cool. Yeah. For, for, for me, it's it's been a, a wild last couple of weeks because uh, two weeks ago uh, we returned our students in hybrid, so uh, that was great. And then on Monday, we came back with everybody in person. So no hybrid. We got all of our kids on campus that want to be here, uh, 300 plus, and uh, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, so so it, it was a lot. It was a big switch in, in the last two weeks. But, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. Uh, you know, the, the kids are like magnets. They can't, we can't keep them away from each other. But, uh, but, but it's good. You know, everybody's excited. Everybody's enthused, our teachers, our staff. Um, and, and I'm excited to be here uh, with you all tonight. So we can get into this engagement, uh, get, getting the family engagement uh, turned up. Hey, so what y'all got everybody back? Is it four days or five days a week? Uh, it's it's four days. It's four okay. days. So we got Mon Monday is a is a remote day for everybody, and mm -hmm. then uh, Tuesday through Friday. Okay, because we about, we so we on the A B day hybrid right now, but we about to go four days a week uh, as soon as the superintendent make this official announcement. Man, yeah. so so ball, you back in, Doc? You about to be back in a hundred percent? We've been back in. We on a two week. I had two week spring break, y'all. This has been lovely. Two full weeks, and so we're in nice. It, it's real nice, man. It's real <laughs> nice. But this show is perfect, right? As we're, when we go back to school on Monday, we're going to enter in the final nine weeks of the school year, right? The home stretch, and a lot of schools are at that point right now. So during this time is when you got to really re reconnect with those parents that you did in the beginning of the school year, right? Because in being in the school year is all about reaching out to parents and having meetings and blah, blah, blah. Then the school year happens. Now we're in that last part of the year, right? For us, and I know, I think for you too, Doc, you got state testing coming up, ball. Y'all got state testing coming up maybe in April, but we do. Um, you know, you're talking about retention, reclassification, uh, promotion, different things like that. And so this is a prime time for schools to make sure they're reconnecting with, with parents. And I want to be clear. You notice I keep saying the school reconnect with the parents. I feel like, and this is not the Engaged Podcast, this is Dave McGuire, I feel like it's important that the school is the one that makes that connection, right? It's our job, it's our obligation to reach out to the parents. So tonight, we have three amazing guests with us. Uh, if you don't know them, they're the three woke aunties, but collectively, right, they're doing major work. But for us and everybody within our network, right, they are some of the biggest supporters uh yes we are gonna retain some kids i can talk about that later <laughs> we are yeah that that's that's a whole nother show bro the biggest supporters of the work um that we do and the work of the entire network but this is what i believe about them if you want to be a high performance school you need you need to make sure that you have parents in your building like them because they go hard for kids they hold principals and schools accountable. If you're doing right, they celebrate you. And if you're not doing right, they're going to call you out. So Engage Podcast, 
we would like to welcome to the show. The three woke aunties are in the building. Auntie Toya. We waiting on the other two. There we go, Auntie Renee and Auntie Lane. Welcome. Hey, before, before we allow them to jump in, we just want to make sure we clarify this is the engaged podcast featuring the three walk on teams. We just want to make sure we make that clear before we even get anything rolling because they they known for running the show. So we want to make sure we try to have a little bit of you know saying this show today. But we are super excited to have y'all on the show today. Absolutely. We are super excited to be here, guys. We know we know you're gonna drop some some nuggets on us, but Doc, I'm gonna turn it over to you, man, to kind of get us going, right? About what, what we're gonna talk about tonight so you know in one of my things coming into this year was big on parent engagement and reconnecting the parents to the school um and i think this has been a a, a difficult year for everybody <laughs> students teachers administrators parents everybody in the case so how can we go about re-engaging and reconnecting parents back to school is what we want to focus on and we came up you know as the engaged podcast we uh this week got together and really talked about what does that look like in each three of our campuses and how can we build a plan to help other school leaders start to develop their plan on connecting with parents. But then we wanted to bring the aunties on to help come from a parent standpoint to give us some pushback on how do we make that happen? And before I jump into our three key points that we came up with, I want to talk about none of this happens without trust. And it's one of the quotes that I always quote when I talk about trust. And uh, it's in the book, Lead Like a Pirate by Shelley Burgess and Beth Husband. It says trust is the oxygen in our school system. You can't see it, hear it, touch it, feel it. But without it, you will struggle to survive. And in order for us to do the work that we want to do, we have to gain the trust of our parents and let them know that we value their opinion. We value their voice in our schools. So the Engage podcast, our push to re-engage and reconnect schools to parents is based on three things. Engage, encourage, empower. Those are the three things we're trying to do um, on a daily basis when it comes to our parents. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into each one of those and kind of get the uh, each of the aunties voice on how that looks like from a parent standpoint. And then we'll interwove what it looks like from a school leader standpoint. But the first thing is to engage. And what we mean by engage is to actively seek out the support of parents in their children's education. So what are we doing as leaders to actively seek out that that voice but then also we want the aunties to come from the standpoint what is it what do you want from school leaders when they come to actively seek you out talk to school leaders let them know what should they be doing from their standpoint so that's the first e is to engage we're gonna oh, who do you want to go first auntie elaine we're gonna start with you <laughs> all right good evening everybody so <clears throat> engagement for me with parents looks like you guys people in your position bringing us along for the ride right we want to be involved from the beginning, throughout the process, to the end. Um, make sure that we're informed about your processes, what you plan for the children, um, what returning to school is going to look like, um, how we can help you, how we can help support this um, re-entry into the school space or the continuation of the, um, the virtual learning. Um, we can only do what you allow us to do and, and we can only help with what you let us know you need help with. So that's what engagement looks like to me. And what thing you say, Auntie Elena, I think is let us know, you know, what the goal and the focus of the school is. And that's one of the things that I know for me, I let off the school year with when I was doing um, my first two episodes or my first two volumes of virtual conversations with Dr. Smith was the first thing is I laid out what the, the vision was for the school year. I mm -hmm. laid out and I, I connected it to my very own growth plan for me as a leader. Like, Here's a school plan. Here's our school improvement plan. But this is how it's connected to my growth plan and how I'm being evaluated as a leader in the building. And my parents was, you know, was surprised by that. But they knew exactly what we were trying to achieve and accomplish. So I think that's the first thing as a school leader. You yourself have to know what the vision of your school is. And then you need to be able to be able to speak to it without all the educational jargon when you talk to parents. Right, especially because right now everybody's uncertain with ab about where their kid is, you know, with with how learning has been over this past year. Um, parents are especially nervous about what's going to happen when we come back into this environment. It's not it's no longer virtual. What supports are going to be in place for my child to to catch up? And most kids are going to have to catch up. Like what supports are going to be there for them and what can I do to support them in that? Yeah. Can I touch on one thing that you, you said, Doc? I think that's really important and is really unique to good leadership is that vulnerability piece, because not too many leaders are going to share their, their specific goals as how they want to grow. 
But I can just imagine the response that your parents gave you when they said, oh, okay, Dr. Smith is letting us in, you know, um, to where he's going as a school leader and where we're going as a school. So I think that that's really important with that engagement piece is just sharing. And I think, uh, Auntie Ellen, you, you, you brought that up. I mean, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? And, you know, as leaders, it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I don't know, but we're going to figure this thing out together. Auntie Renee, what, what's your thought on engagement? Um, my thoughts on engagement are kind of, I guess you would say, twofolded. I believe that uh, schools need to be engaged from the beginning through the end. Like, so no, like, you know, some schools really hype, like the um, David said in the beginning, really hype. Then October, November, December, January, February, March, they like, whatever. We'll see you when we see you. And then April, Title One is here. Hey, guys, can you sign it for me? I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, this money goes for you here, 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 and here. Yes, you know, it's okay. Um, so, you know, having that piece be enthusiasm the whole year through is what engagement really looks like to me. And I said it's twofolded because I'm I'm a type of parent is if I'm not getting that from you, I'm definitely coming in to get that for you. Um, I'm not leaving it up to you to do anything because at the end of the day, that's my child. So I'm coming in from the beginning. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to say that I'm wrong. It might take me a day or two, you know, but I'm going to come in like, look, I don't see this. What's this going on? You said this. So engagement like me, that's why I said it's twofold. I believe the school holds a very accountable piece, but I, I believe the utmost responsibility comes from the parent to be accountable for everything. Yo, I'm, I'm about to go in a class dojo and delete because I just advertised Title One meeting when we got back, and now I feel guilty. <laughs> so, thank you, Auntie Renee, for making me feel guilty about my title meeting. No, but, you, but, but you're absolutely right. There are those those dead periods throughout the school year, and you mentioned it, right? January, February, March, and kind of somewhat in December, right? Where schools are kind of like, all right, we're in the swing of things. We got kids here. We already did our beginning of the year, parent meetings and all this other stuff. And so I'm going to just ride this wave, right? And if you don't have parents like you who will come up into school and demand those meetings and hold us accountable, right? I know a lot of school leaders and I was guilty of it when I was new, What, right? I'm going to just ride the wave and I'm going to just wait because I, I'm going to have to get engaged come springtime because we're going to have these conversations about next year. And so I need you to be involved, but you're absolutely right, right? It's got to go from August to May or September to June, whatever your school year is, but it's got to be consistent. That's what engagement is about. So absolutely. Auntie Toya, what's your thoughts on engagement? I'm thinking engagement needs to be intentional by the school. So like, like with Smith, Dr. Smith, he, he and I had a conversation over the summer about parent engagement and what that should look like. Right. But while you're planning what that looks like, have the parents help you plan, you know, find out what, what they see you know what parent engagement is that i mean because they have they have a view as well also invite the parents in you know what i mean invite them in don't let them come in let them in the hallways don't let them take over because some parents do but you know <laughs> invite them in because i mean there's studies that say when parents are involved in their child's education what happens is the child's build self-esteem they're less likely to act out in class right? And they're more likely to be involved. So basically, parent involvement, what it really does is, you know what, tell Ray to stop writing in the darn chat because he's throwing me off making us laugh, okay? I'm going to go right there because I'm the one who pulls up the laughter, okay? Anyway, so, so yeah, just have parents involved. Make them feel like they're partners. Don't shut them out. You know, and, and you got to think about it, guys. Suppose you need to do some fundraising. Suppose you need need something outside for the kids, some some equipment or something like that. Parents can help with that. Parents love love to be involved in decision making. So I, I think I think that's the most important thing is just to have have them involved intentionally. So like I said, so engage is our first thing. I mean, <clears throat> before we can do anything, we first have to engage. So I'm going to ask uh, Ball and Dave, I'm going to go first, and then they're going to follow behind me to give one thing that you're doing or did this year or in previous years to engage your parents. And the one thing that I do um, that started pretty much last year, you know, when COVID kicked off, we went to virtual learning that 
we did out of necessity that turned out to be a huge way to engage parents is we started a private uh, parent Facebook group. Um, and it's a two way communication street on that parent Facebook group uh, where parents can easily get access to me with questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. But then also anything that we got going on in the building, um, I can quickly put it out there and get a you know a quick response. I have about 450 parents that are in, that's in that group, um, but it is proven to be an asset for me when I wanted to do, you know, anytime we want to do title one meetings like we had, you know, talk about title one meetings or if I when I did my mid um, mid year evaluation meeting. Part of my, like I said, one of my goals is engaging parents. So I was able to put a parent survey out there. And within two hours, I had 70 people, you know, 70 survey results back. But then also, like, if a parent's having an issue with, uh, or students have an issue with a, a, a teacher, or they're not getting uh, emails back, they can quickly go to that Facebook page and it's going to come right to me. And I'm going to be able to have that interaction encounter with them. So that's one thing I'm doing. I did to try to engage first, engage my parents to get them to understand, hey, we in this together. So, well, what's something that you're doing to kind of engage your, uh, your parent community? Yeah, so I've been doing two things when the pan pandemic first kicked off. I started doing the mor morning announcements, uh, video announcements uh, on my little YouTube channel. And, you know, families have been uh, engaging with those along with the students. Uh, but now that we got kids coming back, uh, I'm intentionally out there during drop off and pickup, greeting the students, meeting the parents. Uh, one of the things I really like to do is before pickup, before the uh, last bell rings, I get out there about 10 minutes. You know, the families of the parents are lined up for we got we got parents that, that that are here early, you know, dismissals 255. They're here at two. And so I go outside and I'll, I'll just, you know, chat, chat them up a little bit and really ask them, you know, how's their uh, student feeling about being back? How are you feeling back? Uh, is there anything that you need? And that's gone a long way. I, I feel like, you know, the parents feel like they can uh, approach me and ask questions and, and be a part of their students experience. What about you, Dave? Yeah, so we started. Uh, organization, uh, we wanted to get away from the like PTO and PTA just because, right, like raising money, I, raising money is kind of hard. So we we started an organization called PEAK, Parents and Educators Alongside Kids. And the key piece of that is the alongside piece, right? And so everything that we do, Doc and Ball, like you said, is we do it in collaboration and partnership with our parents, right? So when I have ideas, as crazy as they may be, I do run them by parents, right? And I, and I, various parents. I call parents that are super engaged. I call the ones that are barely engaged, right? And I say, what do you think about this? And that's their way of giving their two cents, right? But I also understand that those parents that are quote unquote not engaged, right? That they're just not engaged the way that we think they should be engaged. But here's what I say. We, we don't have buses. So parents have to pick up and drop off their kids. If your kid comes every day to school and gets picked up on time, you're engaged, right? So don't this notion of parents not being engaged, you know what type of work it takes to bring your child to and from school every day and pick them up? And there's no bus and the transportation system on the east side of Indianapolis is garbage. Mayor Hockstad, I hope you listen to this later or somebody. We need to get better transportation. But anyway, it's terrible. So like these parents are engaged. And so if, if I need to engage with them, I go out there for arrival duty. I go out there for dismissal duty and I see them at the car. And so that's how I, I engage with them. And I ask them questions at the car. So what do you think about this? What do you think we need to do better, right? Um, and and we have our monthly peak meetings. And right now, you know, we've had, had some in, per, uh, in person. And they got, you know, deep and heavy because they didn't like that we said we were going to retain students. Um, but I explained the rationale. And while they didn't agree necessarily, they understood. And they said, Ms. Well, I appreciate you explaining the rationale behind it. So, um you know, that's what we're trying to do. But I just I see you had your hand up. Go ahead and jump in. I was going to say I agree with with you both. And the one thing about it is. Having parent involvement goes beyond the bake sale. OK, so it's beyond selling them cookies, you know, and all that other stuff. So 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 I'm a part of six parent um, homeschool associations um, here in Philadelphia. And we offer during this time of Corona since a lot of parents were really involved because of coronavirus and they wanted to find out more and more things, we sent out a survey to see how we could be more involved in their life or how we can make their life better. So we had three separate trainings. One training was a real estate training to learn about real estate. We did a health and wellness training. And then we did a financial literacy training for the parents. And some of the students could go too, but I mean, I believe that parent involvement, I, I believe that education is like educating 
educating the whole entire family, not just the child. You know, so yeah. So Auntie Toya coming through, you know, dropping them them gems already, because that's kind of where we move to next. But before we move next, I do want to shout out Ashley the Great in the comments because she talked about setting up virtual appointments with parents so they can hop on and have one on one conversations is a great way for leaders, um, which also ties into what David talked about. And I don't think David said these words, but just like we talk about teachers meeting kids where they at, we as leaders got to meet parents where they at, you know, and how do we bring them along for the ride, which rolls into our next E in our, our three-point plan, which is encourage, provide support and make them feel welcome and wanted. So we as leaders have to provide the support. Just like we provide professional development to our teachers, you might have to provide professional development to your parents as well. Today, in part two of our six-part standard reference grading PD for my teachers, one of the things that came out in the, in the uh, breakout sessions, they were talking about how do we go about helping parents understand what standard, standards reference grading is because parents are used to the traditional letter grades. They're used to the ABCD. And when we move, make this shift to proficiency uh, or mastery, near mastery and remediation, what does that look like? So we would have to provide that PD for our parents, parent development. That's what PD stands for in that case. How do we do that parent development and help parents understand that grading system? So how do we meet parents where they're at and encourage them then to use the voice they have to help us continue to grow? So I'm gonna give everybody a chance to talk about, you know, um, the, the aunties, what does encouragement look like? What do you want leaders to do when they encourage and provide you with support? And then also, once again, uh, the other two co-hosts of the Engage to talk about what are you doing to encourage your parents um, in that process? So we're going to kick it off with Auntie Toya this, for, for this time. Okay, so the one thing, all right, so I'm going to tell you a story, right? I'm going to tell you a story. Story time with Auntie Toya. Story time with Auntie Toya. <laughs> Wait, so listen, so y'all, I have kids, and they're in their 30s, 20s. So my oldest have kids, and I have grandkids. And my um, youngest um, grandchild, she's in kindergarten. And yes, I said kindergarten because that's how we called it back in the day, kindergarten, not kindergarten, kindergarten. But anyway, so she gets her first report card, right? And I'm like, and Rocky's like, mom, Zoe's reading really well. I'm like, Rocky, what does that mean? Well, she says she's, the teacher says she's reading like all the other kids. And I'm like, Rocky, what does that mean? How do the other kids read? You know, I was like, this is what you do. You go back and you call that teacher and you ask her, I want numbers. I want data. I want, I want it all. Okay. Like find out where the school is as far as reading. How many kids are proficient? How many kids are that? How many kids are this? You know, so being transparent with parents about how, how to read the data what this A, B, G, C, D, E, F, G thing means, that rating scale, you know, we need, we don't understand that. I am not a teacher, right? I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. The other thing, guys, right? Don't be changing the curriculum and not like let the, the, the parents not know because I can't do the homework. I can't help. Common core math, what? I, I'm No, I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. So you might need to come to my house and help me out. And teach me, you know, show me some, show me how to help. Because you know what? I don't know if the homework's done. I don't know if the homework's done right. The answer might be right, but I don't know if she's using those critical thinking skills that you're teaching them to get it right. You know what I mean? I might have sticks lined up and y'all have like some other things going on. So, I mean, we need, you need to be transparent when you change these things. And I'm gonna tell you one more thing, right? When the school's not doing well and, and the data doesn't look good, it behoove you to tell the parents because if the parents find out from someone else, it's, it's going to be like an explosion, right? And I already said at the beginning of my comments that when parents are involved in their children's school, they are more likely to be successful. So that means we are your partners. You understand? And call me when my son, my daughter, my grandchild is doing something good. Don't call me when he's always screwing up. That's all I have. I learned two new words today. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Kindergarten and behoove. So I'm going to write those down. We're going. That's going to be on our vocabulary wall. Shout out to uh, Dr. Hemphill for the vocab chart. Uh, Auntie Renee, what about you? <laughs> So encouraging parents, um, it doesn't seem like it's a big feat, but I can understand where it can be seen seemingly for admin principals to encourage parents. So 
I'm just gonna say sometimes you have to meet them where they are. So I'm gonna tell a little story too, like Toya did. Um, I was the homeless school president many moons ago, maybe like ten years ago, and I kept on saying, "How come I'm not getting a lot of parents at this six o'clock Thursday night meeting?" And it just dawned on me, like, "What are you normally doing at six o'clock? You feeding your family, duh? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, people have families." So what I started to do, I came in and gave them a um, healthy option, but we didn't feed just the parent. We fed the parent, the kids. If the kid didn't go to that school, it was okay because the kid would come here. We fed the dad. We put the dads in one room. We put the moms in one room. We had homework help. We had, you know, kids who would finish their homework because at that time of night, I, I, I'm really trying to prepare for the next day. So now you're taking that one thing off of my plate. I don't have to worry about I can come in and learn about, you know, PSSA prep. I can come in and learn how to be a better parent sometimes because those things have to be taught sometimes. You know, I can I can come and um, listen to, you know, um, <laughs> I can come in, I can't stand right in this chat tonight. I can come in and help with everything, you know, so that's that's my, you know, encouragement also, but the bigger side, I'm a person who the parent has to take the brunt of the the road work, the leg work. Um, that's just who I am. I'm never going to apologize no more for who I am. I I need for parents to know that it's okay for me to come to Dr. Smith and say, you know what? I need to be involved, but I don't know how. Can you help me? I, I that that's okay for me to do. I know that I want to be involved. I know that I need to be involved, but I don't know how to do it. So I'm gonna come to you and ask for help. So that's you know encouraging that that um, accountability that way is also it for me. Also, uh, you, you made a point there, because and I want to make sure I highlight this because you talked about if you don't know how to be involved, you want to go to that school leader and say, "Hey, I want to be involved. How can I?" There's a lot of school leaders out there that don't even know how to properly use you or help you get involved. So I would encourage them to reach out to, you know, to counterparts, things like that, because I I know when I was an assistant principal, <clears throat> we had a lot of parents that wanted to do things, but our principal didn't know how to utilize them. You know, um, so that's that's the other part of that coin is not just parents wanting to be involved. Uh, you have leaders who don't know how to involve parents or what to do with them when you do have parents that want to be involved, you know, besides doing a bake sale or helping sell trash bags. You know, how do you get them involved in the instructional thing? Can you have them come in and read the kid? Can you have them run, you know, uh, book studies with, you, with your students? Can you help them come in and do some tutoring on the side? We know my auntie Toya said, you know, maybe not math, but some of the other things that they probably can do as well. So, I see it, Lane. What does engage, I mean, sorry, encourage look like from your standpoint? Um, so, uh, um, a lot of you already spoke about it, but for me, encouraging a parent, nothing makes a parent feel more valued than when you come to them with things that you're uncertain about in what it looks like um, to be partnering together or providing support together for their children. Um, having vulnerabilities as a school leader and asking a parent. So, so uh, Renee spoke about parents who might not know how to engage or, um, you know, how to, how to lend a hand or how to come to school and ask for what they need. You, you also have parents who are very well versed in that. And those are the parents that I think school leaders need to reach out to in times of uncertainty. When you're uncertain about um, how parents might take Toya, Toya spoke about um, sharing information about when the school's success doesn't look so good, right? You might want to reach out to those uh, well-versed parents and say, you know, we have this bad news to report. What's the best way to go about that? Like, should we have parents come in for, you know, a meeting? Should we send it out in an email? I mean, making those connections with parents who are um, highly versed, well-skilled in it will encourage other parents to give you advice to, um, you know, make sure that you're doing okay. So I, I like to speak about vulnerable leaders because what attracted me, so I'm on the board at Boys Latin in Philadelphia, Boys Latin Charter School in Philadelphia. And some of the earliest signs that I know 
that I knew me and my kids were going to be all right at this school was that the CEO, not just the principal, but the CEO of the school immediately reached out to parents like, I'm going to need help with this, right? This is an all-boys charter school. And, um, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, a lot of the families were um, female-led, you know, single moms. I'm a single mom um, of three boys. And there were a lot of, um, you know, underlying issues going on with the kids. Um, not, Not all necessarily bad. But, you know, there were some things that needed to be addressed. Some of the young men weren't used to having male figures, you know, around, especially uh, of, of figures of authority. So, you know, there needed to be some 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 um, guidelines and some supports put in place to help them, you know, not only engage with the student, but for the student to engage with the teachers. Um, and just letting parents know that their input and their advice is valued goes a long way to encourage them to continue supporting you throughout the year. Yeah, those are, those are great points. Can, can I go back to, to one point that uh, Auntie Renee brought up as far as meeting parents where they are? What does, what does that look like? I mean, as far as like, cause I, cause I know that there's some parents that didn't have a great, great experience uh, through their their schooling, and they won't have they don't want anything to do with with setting foot on a school campus. So, are there ways that that schools can get out into the community and, and get to spots where where families are, so that it's it's more comfortable for them to actually engage? I think that um, the first thing you should do is elect parent leaders. You need to find some allies first. You know what I mean because. Those parent leaders, like like um, um, Auntie Elaine said, the well-versed ones, you know, I, I hate to say code switch, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, they could get down gritty with the um, parents and let them know, like, this is a different experience than what we had. And, and even more so is the fact that if your child goes to that school, we want to make it, and this is your only option, you better be in there. I mean, you should be in there making it a better experience. And the way to do that at the beginning of the year is not everybody's a parent leader. I understand, choose wisely. Right, I get that, right? And and he's right, he's exactly right. But let me tell you, let me tell you guys something about building relationships, right? You're gonna get somebody who's your ally, somebody that you could count on, that's one. But the loudest parent that comes in with the biggest voice, you're gonna want her too. Okay, and you're gonna find you're gonna you're gonna learn her and figure out what she brings to the table. So you take all these parents you might have, and the way to find those parents is your secretary, your ops manager, your social worker. They'll let you know who those parents are. The ones that, that front office, that's your key office. They'll let you know. And once you get those parents, you get them together and you break it down with them. You're in it with them. You come as the principal. Don't send me no lead teacher. Not at first. You know, you need to be in there setting the guidelines for your school to support. And that's that's why I said intentional. Because when you're intentional, it starts up here, right? And then you bring in you bring in others. You need allies as well as teachers to run it cuz you don't have time for that. I understand it. But the first two meetings, principals, you, you guys need to be there. CEOs, principals, whomever, whoever is in charge. Y'all need to be there saying this is what we want to do and we want to be together as a as a team. And when you say be there, I want to just give a quick little piece of advice to, to school leaders because David, I mean, Bar brought up a great point because not all parents have had a good experience with school. So some parents, it's a traumatic experience to walk through those school doors, even as a parent. So what are you doing as a school leader to go out to the community to have those conversations? Are you going to the housing projects to, you know, talk to parents before school start? You know, are you going knocking on doors to those parents who kids ain't showing up? You know, why are you putting in the work to go out and help be, mend those fences to change the traumatic experience before you can actually have them come into the building? Because some people just walking through your front door is going to be a traumatic experience for them or a trigger for them for something that they had going on in school. So Auntie Renee, you unmuted. So you must got some some fire to drop on us. I, it's not really fire, but I mean, you know, um, what I was saying, um, I love the fact that you even asked that question. It just helps me see as a parent who 
knows more than a lot of other parents that you really are trying to make sure everybody gets um, parents to where they need to be. But sometimes you might have to pay a parent's light bill. You you might have to you you might have to be like, here go the uniform. Like, all right, I know I only gave you two before, but you can't keep on coming here every day with you know underarms on fire. Must not be. Huh? Let me go ahead and not have that come back on that parent like. I had to buy another uniform because, you know, well, it's going to be $45 for the uniform. You know, sometimes that compassion that we all know that we need, we've we got to have that as leaders, as parents. It's just it's like I, I like to say, it's not really just what you guys do on that introspect. introspect. It's like what, what we do, too, as those leaders that you choose. Sometimes those leaders that you choose are not really ready to go and really be on that parent who really needs them level so sometimes you might gotta do get you gotta get down and dirty sometimes and you can't be scared to get down and dirty and to really work in that problem or you they might need tokens to get the well here in philly they don't use tokens no more but they might need car fare you know to get get to school they might um we don't live in a lot of our a lot of our communities our kids go to school for the better school so they gotta take the l they're getting up at 6 a.m like I work out in Chester, so that's a 30-minute ride in my car some days with traffic. For some kids who live here in Philly, they come to our school, but they up at 5.20 in the morning on a bus stop, and they don't get home till 7.30, 8 o'clock. Like, I cried the first time that I really found that out, and I went to that bus stop out there and made sure I gave those kids some snack because I, I was hungry. I know they was hungry, but for a school leader to really realize that, or to, to really think about that, that's where you're going to get those parents in that, in that you know, that's an encouragement. They're not really, you know, I'm not a charity case, and they're trying to help me out. That only helps out the child anyway. I mean, that, I mean, that just helps out the child. Auntie Lang? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean... Sometimes there are issues, like I said, going on in the background that we know nothing, even as other parents, like we don't, we don't, um, we don't know what anybody's situation is outside of home, but to have parents who may be going through similar situations that you can talk to as a school leader to say, well, I recognize this about that kid. You know, he's been in the same uniform all week or, you know, for the last two weeks, his uniform is not really clean or he's missing the belt or the tie or whatever. It go, you know, maybe this is something we can help the family out with. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they don't have money for the laundromat or detergent or whatever. But there, there is a way to reach parents who feel like they're, um, they're outsiders. You know what I mean? Maybe they don't, they, they don't feel like they fit in with the school culture, a, a charter school, I'm, I'm, a charter school or any school, um, sometimes has a different culture than a parent is used to. If, if wh where they went was a public school or most of their kids went, to public schools, they may not be familiar with the charter school culture, so they may not feel like they're they're welcome. Um, it's very important that you make coming to school, even if it's just dropping the kids off, comfortable and welcoming. Right? Um, be outside. Let them see your face. Let them see you loving on their kids. I tell you, that is one of the biggest things that will get a parent. Let them see you loving on their kids. Right. Know the kids by their first name. Know the parents by their last name. That makes oh, a difference. And uh, Angela Ryan's in the comments says she wish she would have had this segment before her interview on Monday. And that's all we, we dropping that free PD out here. Uh, but I do want to make a point because I talked about, the, you know, the uniforms and what does a kid need before they even walk through the doors. And if you go back and watch episode 18 with Principal Kefele, he talked about the school leaders. You need to be the one out there greeting those kids in the, on the streets so that you can look into those kids eyes and quickly identify what that student need and then have the resources to point them in the right direction, whether it's connecting with a counselor, a social worker, whatever. But if you in your office, why kids are coming to the building or you somewhere else not really greeting kids, you ain't going to never have that connection and be able to be able to point the kids or connect the kids in the right direction. So, um, Doc, Doc, I'm going to just add that that goes for the, the teachers, too. They don't necessarily be have to be out in, in the parking lot at the, the pickup and drop off, but they should be outside their classrooms greeting those kids because they can help identify uh, those things as well. You know what? Let me tell y'all something, right? As the black male educators that y'all are, right? My son, the only reason why I chose his school 
was because of the black male educator. And I felt so comfortable that he was going to be my son's mentor. And I know he was going to get my son through. When my son was hit by a car, that black male educator was in the hospital bringing gifts. Okay. Every day when I would drop off my son, he would greet him at the door in a suit and a tie. How y'all go? Just like Mr. Ball sitting right there. It's okay with the hoodie sometimes. I get you. I get you, McGuire. That's cool. But but when I say like shaking my son's hand saying, good morning, son. Welcome to school. You know what I'm saying? That that right there would change the parents who are afraid or who are triggered to come into the building. When they see your face smiling every morning, saying, you know how they, they get the 100 men coming the first day of school, then they disappear the rest of the year? I'm talking about when y'all there every day, every day, and y'all saying good morning, yep, I'm on time, you on time, what's up, son? I see your pants, I see you got your photos too. Or Another thing, y'all should have grandmoms in schools. Hmm. I want I want David to touch on the hundred men you at know, the first day of school. I want David to touch on that for a minute. You know, listen, I told y'all about eight episodes ago, man. I don't need your struggle to prosperity story. I don't need you coming to my school shaking hands the first day. Can we bring the news? No, because where you where are you gonna be September fifteenth, October twenty first, November third, December fifth. Uh, January 24th, you're going to know nowhere to be found. But you want to come the first day with all your fraternity brothers. And I'm in a fraternity. And I tell the other, no, you can't come either. The Qs can't come. Iota, Sigmas, Kappas, none of y'all are coming to the school because I'm going to need you on the day when the news won't be here. Right? Or how about this? Just show up. Don't even tell me. Just show up and say we're going to do it. But no, you want to make a big deal with your high five rally. But I'm going to stay on top of about encouragement because... One of the lessons I learned about encouragement was y'all talked about getting those parent leaders, right? And so when you find the right leader, utilizing that parent leader to help bring along another parent or to help um, coach and teach another parent how to advocate properly for their child, that is encouragement. But I know for me, when I got a little bit of money and I went to a nice restaurant, they made me feel welcome and wanted, right? They took care of me. We got to do the same thing in the school. So when a parent walks in the building, it's got to be first name, right? First name, right? And you got to know their kid and you got to know something about them, whether it's Facebook stalking or Instagram stalking. Where the heck you find? Iota's on the call me by my last name, If a grandma walks in that building, you better say, okay, Mrs. Algarin. You got to know the grandma. But when they walk in the building, you got a Facebook stop, so you got to say something. Hey, mama, I saw you had a birthday the other day, right? Happy birthday or something like that, right? When you do that, like, dang, this, this is a true family. And so I learned that right, uh, by just stalking the families on Facebook, but they feel encouraged and welcome when you make them feel that way. Roll out the red carpet. Can I say this one more thing, too? You sure can. Encouragement. Just, just um, I wasn't always this great parent that you see before you today. Somebody had to really look at me. And see me at my worst. Woof. I look back at the tape before I tell you. Um, <laughs> and they had to see all this rough. And they had to, you know, rest in peace on Jackie. Thank you so much for rubbing off all that rough. And seeing that in me to become this great person. Sometimes you guys, leaders, you know when a great, you, you interview teachers all day. You know. You know when you see somebody or see somebody. Yes, I, I am still a little rough, but I'm not as rough as I was. You know, Toya, you remember. Like, don't don't act like you don't remember. You know, <laughs> I wasn't always, you know, I went for the juggler every time. Now I might wait a little while before I go for the juggler. But, you know, you, you have to, leaders should see that in you. And that's going to only build up great leaders for you to come in. That, that's, that's all I wanted to say on that part. Hey, real, uh, quick, hold on, Doc, real, real quick, hold on, real quick. Can can I get the solo screen or the the, the big screen real quick? I just want to put out there on behalf of the Engaged Podcast, Doctor Smith, Ball, and myself, we support the entire Divine Nine. I just want to put that out there. Uh, there might be some mixed signals from this show that we don't support everybody, but we support everybody. I digress. 
I just was trying to see what, what kind of energy is. I don't, I don't know if Ray's upset he didn't get to go get his yoga appointment today. I don't know what the problem is, but he he owned one. That, that spring break energy. He, uh, he used that yoga appointment, man. He used that, uh, what, what's that, the, the spider tree? Whatever them moves are. I don't know what that move is. Yeah, he, I, I don't know if he, you know, he need a water feature in his bedroom or something, but uh, real so, so talking about the encourage piece, I, I want to, you know, do a quick story. So I, I, my last year, my first year here at GMS, we had this mom who was a firecracker. I mean, she was a firecracker uh, and we, we suspended her son because he got into a physical altercation and she cold cussed out my assistant principal, something fierce. Uh, and when she you know, assistant principal came to me, he was like, well, so-and-so's mom is on her way up here to pick up her son. She's hot, you know, about the suspension. So she gets up here and, you know, I go, I, I meet her at the car. Like, I already know you coming with this fire. So let me go ahead and meet you at the car before you even get in the building. Uh, you know, kind of ran her down. As soon as she got the car, she said, yeah, yeah, I cussed that B out. And, blah, blah. you know, she she already got it out. And, you know, I just talked to her in a calm voice. Like, hey, here's the situation. I know you're upset. I know you're frustrated. You know, just take them home. I'm going to call you tomorrow. We can talk about the situation. And we had a couple other run-ins or whatever. But every time she came to the building, I seen her coming. I made sure I met her out in the parking lot, greeted her first name. You my favorite person in the whole world. And then one time she came up here, was hot about something else. And I come around the corner. I hear her cussing all the way around the corner in the building. I come around like, oh, my God, it's my favorite person in the world. She's like, that's, that's why I'm like coming up here. I'm trying to be so mad. But you always try to make me laugh. Because I'm like, I'm not going to give you that same energy that you're trying to give me this quickly. But she had been dismissed so many times by previous administrators. That that was the energy she was always given. So that's to the point where she came back this year. She had a whole different demeanor, you know, uh, just like, you know, I'm, I'm glad my kids are here. Her daughter's, she, we got a sixth grader. Her daughter's a sixth grader here now. But just a whole different demeanor because... I was able to kind of match her with a different energy that she was, she was not used to getting. So that loud, disrespectful parent be the one that you went over that's going to go out there and speak your message to everybody else that we've been talking about. Hey, 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 uh, Doc, that's why that's why you and Ball are better principals than me. You yeah. cuss me out. I'm going to cuss your ass back out. I ain't that good of a Christian, and I'm still learning. I'm 33. You cuss me out, you're going to get that same energy. Right, because that might be your love language. Cussing might be your love language. So I'm gonna give you all that you need, mama. So you can come cuss. You go cuss in this office. You're not gonna be cussing in front of these kids because I'm gonna kick you out. I'm gonna call somebody to get you on a body here. But if you want to cuss, you can come in my office. You can use all the explicit you want. But don't be surprised if a couple come back to you. That's what families do. That's that's how my family. That's how we talk sometimes. Can, can I can I get can I get the big screen real quick? Uh, <laughs> I want to say on behalf of Ball and myself, we do not condone <laughs> cussing our parents. I just want to put that out there. You know, the Engage podcast does not condone cussing our parents, even though some of them do need to be cussed out. I'm not going to deny that one bit. But, you know, we're not going to put that out there for the airways. It seems like and we I, need a, a pre-recorded disclaimer. Hey, and I don't say the APs because, like Ray said, some you know, sometimes you got to – it's a rite of passage as a school leader. You got to get that first cuss out. That's right. Some of you need to be cussed out. And so I'm going to let you get this energy so you can build up that Teflon and you can absorb it. Because if I keep saving you and protecting you, then what happens if I'm out sick and you got to run the building? Well, you're afraid of parents, right? That first mm -hmm. helps you get uh, immune to being cussed out and you build it up. But that's mm -hmm. that's just me. That ain't the Engage podcast. That is just a David McGuire thing. And I want to say real quick, this AP deserved to be cussed out. I ain't gonna lie. She deserved to be cussed out and she earned that one. And I, you know, I, I, I wanted to record it so I could play it for every time she got smart with me. <laughs> can I say, can I say something real quick? Um, you all have all heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. When a parent is that angry and that frustrated that they feel like they want to come cuss you out, they are hurting somewhere for some reason. Right. That might have been their son's last chance at something. Right. She might have been suspended at work. If she's late one more time, you know, she might lose her job. And here y'all calling her to come get her son. Right. So she's had it. So the, rather than cuss her back out. Right. And I'm not saying there aren't parents who might deserve to be cussed back at some point. I'm just saying always, just like for kids, a kid is acting out. It's a reason the kid is acting out. It's always an underlying reason. Right. And just look beyond look beyond the action. Sometimes that that, that is a form of encouragement, because if I come to you and I'm spitting fire because I'm just so mad and I'm frustrated and I'm embarrassed 
And you telling me I have no choice but to come get this kid. And I know I'm going to lose my job. But then you say, well, listen, let's just talk rationally, even though you just cussed me out. You know, I hear what you're saying. I understand what's going on. Maybe we can work something else out. Right. It was, it was a physical altercation. Maybe he can do some at home schooling where he's not suspended or maybe he can go, you know, to miss so-and-so's class or maybe he can go down in the gym or somewhere else, you know, dig a little deeper to find out what's going on with the parent. And that's, that's why, and like I said, and that's why I, I, the conversation didn't happen that day. I said, just take him home. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Let's have this conversation tomorrow when you when cooler heads are prevailing. And then I said, come, I mean, me and that mom had several conversations and she did have a lot of other things going on mm -hmm. with her personal life that led into how she was acting out. And we kind of finally had a conversation said like, the way you act, your kids are going to duplicate those actions. So I need you to be a better role model for your kids. You know, so if you come in here cussing us out, what you think your son going to do next time I have to have a conversation with them? And I mean, when I presented it to her with that, that standpoint and that conversation, she was able to receive it better. Now, I'm going to tell you, to, to the, the day that my AP left, she still was cussing her out because once again, they, you know, she just, she didn't know how to match her energy with something different. So, uh, Ashley the Great, you came talking about the Jesus talking, cussing at the same time. I don't care what the King James Fires and I, I read the NIV anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, so, so we started out with engage. So basically we want to engage parents, basically open up those lines of communication. Then we wanted to provide them with some support to help them feel welcome and wanted. And the last thing, which, you know, the, the step I'm trying to move into and the last part is to empower, you know, and by empower, we mean how do we provide knowledge for them to have the power to act on the behalf of their children? So now we've opened up that line of communication. We've showed that you your voice is value. Now, how do we give you knowledge so that you can advocate better for your kids, whether it be with the school leader or with those teachers in the classroom? Because sometimes I don't unleash some parents on my on my teachers like because, hey, you earn this like you. I gave you all the tools to be a better teacher. And you basically let this kid astray. So now you're going to catch this rap. I'm not blocking that rap no more. So let's talk about how do you, you know, what does it look like to empower parents to go out and be advocates for their parents? And I know all three of y'all here, this is y'all forte. So we probably going to go a little bit over time. We apologize ahead of time. So we're going to start out with you, uh, Auntie Renee. <laughs> um, for empower, I'm going to say that we also have to make sure that we are empowering um, co-parenting not just uh, single parenting, but we also have to make sure that we are parenting those couples that are not getting through it together. So what I mean is, you know, you come up and mom puts all the information up, but dad puts dad information too, but all the information go to mom. Dad don't know anything. Dad don't know nothing. He coming up to the school, fussing with y'all, arguing with y'all. What's going on here? But he's just trying to be involved, but we won't as school leaders, let him because we're like, well, this only goes one way. This can only go, you know, to the one parent. We got to stop being that. We have to empower him to still want to come and find out about his kid because a lot of our kids are lost just because y'all can't get it together. And trust me, it takes some time. It takes some time to be able to be on one, be a good co-parent. It would take some time. I wasn't a good co-parent for a long time, but now I think I'm doing it right. So we have to make sure that we are at school going ahead and empowering both sides. Hey, we're going to give you this information, but that's dad too. You put that on here. We're going to give dad that same information. We're going, and, and I know it's, we talk about paper. If you got to print out two report cards, that's what you got to do. If you got to print out two or everything, that's what you have to do. But we cannot, we have to stop forgetting about that set of, of parents. So we, I want you guys to empower them too. Because, you know, Dad will come up there like, rah, rah, rah. If we used to have somebody <laughs> pick them up on Wednesdays, make sure you sit in my side by the cart only with the fourth staff member because I don't like the first. It, it was just like crazy because we didn't make sure everybody was okay. And by making sure everybody's okay, we're going to make sure that child is okay. And that's what I like to talk about, um, empowering the whole child, not just a piece of my child. I like to, I like to, that's what I like to do now. I look for coaches who and and you know leaders who do the whole children, not just the piece. Oh, you good academics. Let me just take this piece and go ahead. I, you gotta do the whole thing or you can't have mine. I'm sorry, I'm trying to give mine up for just pieces. So and shout shout out to Spin Move. I'm encourage you, bro. Stay on that school head to make sure they give you all information about your, your child. And did y'all hear Auntie Renee when she testified for a minute? She was like, Woo, I ain't always been a good parent. Co parent. <laughs> 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 
So, uh, uh, Auntie Toya, we'll go to you next. So, when you think about empowerment, right? What, what, what is, what do you look for from a school to to help you be empowered? Or, you know, how can school leaders do better with empowering parents? Okay, first of all, you're gonna take that word out your mouth because Auntie Toya already has power. You're not empowering me. I have the power. Preach. Okay, and then what you're gonna start out with is with that. All right, so we're going through these steps, right? And I already told you to create a, a parent leader. And Smith already said to do some surveys. So you're going to find out what parents want and what they need. And then you can guide them, okay? Have some under some questions laid out, already laid out. Would you want to do financial literacy? Would you want to do... Um, um, you know, self, 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 um, how would you like to meet your parents? How would you like to, um, your teachers to meet you? You just find out that information and then you act on that. And the key is to allow parents to know they have the power, right? And most of the, most of the schools that we're talking about, we're in charter schools. We, we always have to have to go out and you always going to need parents to testify somewhere about how good the school is. So you show them how to testify. You show them how how to tell their story in, in two less than three minutes, where it makes sense to someone else. You give them classes. You don't you don't say I'm gonna tell you, right? It's more like God. Did I get this from? I get this from it Elaine all the time. She's like, no, we're not gonna teach our parents anything, but we can have a parent university where we have these and, and monthly. Not just, don't be just calling us when you need us to testify. You know what I'm saying? So monthly, you know, you have, you have learnings for your parents, you know, to get them up to speed. And one of the most important things is teaching them how to read the data, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's so, so instead of saying empowering, you can say, how can we ignite your power? You know, how can we put you on fire? You know what I mean? And that's how you, you, you impair. Um, imp- well, here I go. I'm saying it with you. That's how you give your parents power. That, that, I mean, I feel you on the auntie toy, but it, it, no, don't, but- it, it don't flow with the ease quite the right way. We want it to. We don't, we don't I was going to say that. It got a flow. It had a rhythm to it. But absolutely. So auntie, like when you think about. What do you mean? When you think about the word um, silent E and power, right? What do you think needs to be done from schools and, and for parents about you got me nervous about empowerment? I'm gonna just say it empowerment. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not an enemy of empower. I, I think parents can I be know. empowered. And let me correct Auntie Toya. It's not that I tell her we're not going to teach parents anything. I said we're not going to tell parents anything. Like everybody is, is teachable. And sometimes um what the teaching looks like is guidance, right? And I tell parents um, who aren't sure about how to how to get into a, a school and be a part of the conversations. And I'm going I'm to tell you school leaders how to how to empower your parents. Right. When you don't know how or you're not sure. Start small, but move quickly. Right. So start out with small things. Empower them by allowing them to advise you. Right. Let them know that their opinion is valuable and what they think of you in the school and what you're doing. That's stuff that you want to know. You want you want to encourage them to come in and give and put their voice to um, to plans that you're making. Right. Things that you want to do in the future. Get the parent outlook on that. Right. If you're having an issue with, um, you know, something going on in the school with kids or um, testing or, or just just anything, anything going on in the school. You always want to include your parent input. Yeah. Empowering parents for school leaders can look like, um, you know, we need some parents to come in and help us, um, you know, get a breakfast program going on or to do the breakfast program a better way, right? Because some kids are coming on, you know, from far away in the city, like like Auntie Renee said, they're coming from all the way in Northeast and the school is all the way in West Philadelphia. Well, they don't have time to stop for breakfast and sometimes they make it to school too late for breakfast. So what can we do as a parent? What can we do? Maybe we can come to the school and, and while you're teaching your classes because you don't have teachers to give it out now, their classes started already. 
right? But you can have a couple of parents come in and for those latecomers, we're going to give them a, a, a Pop-Tart or, or a fruit cup or something to keep them going, you know, give them some energy throughout the day. It's plenty of things that you have room for that parents can help support you in and feel important and empowered that'll lead to bigger things. So once I know you depend on me to give these kids breakfast, what else do you need me to do? You need me to send some flyers out. You need me to lend my voice to a letter you need to send out to parents or an email that you need to send out. Parents are your most valuable resources. And I hope you guys understand that. That's all I have to say. Man, that's spot on. That's spot on. So even though we're at the hour, we're going to do this a little different. So we're going to give our final thoughts, but our final thoughts will be wrapped in when we talk about empowerment. So we close the show. So Atis, give your final thoughts and then I'll go, dot go, then Ball will close it out with his final thoughts, which is to talk about empowerment. Because we are the hour. We want to respect people's time. It is spring break, and I got class that I'm missing. So we'll start with Auntie Renee. What's your final thoughts? What do you want to leave the folks with, whether it's engagement, uh, empowerment, if that's okay? Enlightenment. <laughs> Enlightenment. Admission. What, uh, what do you want to leave the folks with uh, today, the free PD you want to leave them with? Um, the free PD I want to leave you with is it's always good to encourage, empower, and engage no matter which standpoint, what side you're on, whether you're on the parent side, whether you're on the principal side, whether you're on the CEO side. Everybody can always learn something. Be better, do better, uh, re educate, reevaluate. Let's go, let's get it. Be healthy, love you. Love it, love it. Uh, Auntie Toya, okay. are you going to give us the definition of enlightenment? Uh, <laughs> it's ignite, ignite, ignite. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry about the empowerment part, and this whole show wasn't about empowerment. So I'll just, I'll just let that go. We can have that as a sidebar because, as a parent, I have power, and that's why I need parents to know. Okay, but I do have um, developed relationships with parents, students, and teachers. I have um, transparency, timely communication an action plan and follow-up to test scores and in the school's test scores as a whole. And um, I have parents and teachers building parent-teacher relationships intentionally. So I, I think that it, it should be intentionally done by the, um, the principals. And thank you for having me on your show. I had fun. Always, thank you. Auntie Elaine. Yes. PD for the people. Um, my PD for the parents is stay encouraged, know that you're supported, and I challenge you to reach out and make one connection, one with a parent, another parent, and one with a, somebody in the school. Just do that for the rest of the school year, and I promise you things will get better. The aunties are here to support and to guide, um, you know, just, just reach out and be encouraged to do so. And for you school leaders, you black, beautiful male school leaders, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. I hope that whatever you're doing rubs off on other people and they aspire to become what you are and what you're doing for our babies. Um, yeah, and, and just, um, you know, make sure that you include and encourage your parents. That's all. Open your arms and, and wrap around these parents because they need it. Absolutely. So with, with empowerment, one of the things we got away from parent universities. And so we started this thing called Learn With Me Sessions. And we brought parents in and we had them sit in a seat where their child sits and they got the opportunity for the teacher to teach them. Right. So I told you, you talk about some of those math things. Right. So the teacher taught the parent. Right. This is how I'm teaching the math. This is how your scholar can do it. What that did in turn was the parent then went home and was able to help with that homework. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they had the tools right, to act on behalf of their child. And so I just tell schools, right, the free PD I give you, make sure that you're giving parents the tools necessary to be their child's teacher at home. So teaching them the way that you teach them, encouraging them, all those things that you do in the school, make sure the parents have those tools as well. So that's my free PD. It's called Learn With Me Sessions. If you want to learn more, uh, Engage LLC will be offering a training in 2022 uh, for it. That's a shame. Yeah. But, you know, but, uh, Doc, what about you, man? What, what's your final thought? Uh, uh, so, so my free PD, you know, as we engage, in, <laughs> sorry, engage, encourage, and empower parents, I got five points for you. And that's kind of how I go about, you know, the things <laughs> I do with my parents, but also with my staff. First is 
you have to have a laser like focus on relationships, relationships, relationships. It all goes back to building relationships, you know, with the people that you work with, uh, whether that be your teachers, your students or your parents. Um, the next thing is a clear, articulated vision that has objective strategies and action steps. The third thing is transparency and honesty. I think that's one thing that we do suffer from as leadership, as leaders, is the true transparency of what's going on. Have a well-connected plan that parents can understand and you can get rid of the educational jargon to explain it to them. And then the last thing is value your stakeholders voice. Like You have to value the voice of those parents and not just listen to them, but have a two way communication with them and not just always talking to them um, or talking at them. That's my free PD for you. Bob, give us some of that West Coast free PD. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to keep it pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Doc, you 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 took my uh, my point on relationships because that's the bottom line. But I'm gonna just go back to what Auntie uh, Atoya said that uh, parents have the power. Uh, you are the experts in your chi- of your children, and so us as uh, educators, we need to humble ourselves and, and welcome your thoughts, welcome your feedback when it comes to how to best support you and your students. And so uh, I, I will just go to that. That humility is huge and important. Uh, and, and I'm, uh, I'm going to take one more minute. Uh, I got two things that I want to celebrate and shout out before we close out. Uh, first of all, my man, Kenny Khan, that joined us previously on the show, was an assistant principal last night, just got named uh, principal of Redwood High School out here in Castro Valley. And so I'm Shout super out Kenny Khan. Let's go, Kenny. We appreciate, we appreciate Kenny. Um, last, uh, I'm just you know, huge, hugely excited. I didn't put it out there because I didn't think it was real. But um, we got named uh, Iron Horse Middle School. My, my school got named uh, one of 100 uh, California Distinguished Schools based on our attendance, oh, suspensions rate, test scores. So, you know, that's a huge, uh, a huge, huge tribute to our parents and our students and our staff. So shout out to the Iron Horse community for uh, the work that y'all put in. Oh, it's to you, brother. Hold on, wait a minute. It's to oh, you. Shout out to Ball. Hey, Ball, Ball ain't just talking. He ain't just talking. He doing it, y'all. That's proof right there. He, he making it happen. Man, that, that, that's beautiful. And listen, uh, happy Women's History Month. But don't forget, even though Women's History Month is a whole month, it's actually 365. So shout out to all the women making history, soon to be making history. Uh, thank you. This has been the Engage Podcast out here giving you free PD. Make sure you share and like this. We're going to drop this link. want to thank the three woke aunties for coming on and um, staying on track with us. I appreciate you. You dropped some knowledge. Uh, Ball Smith, man, much love to y'all. Always appreciate engaging. Shout out to the super producer, uh, Ray. Uh, happy spring break, man. And, and we'll shout out, out. I want to say shout out to the IOTAs, all 100 of y'all. Uh, yeah. Uh, 1964, I think is what it was. But anyway, we'll wow. see you next 